Welcome to SOS Paranormals, Chilling True Tales. All of these stories are actual first-hand accounts told to me by the people who have had these experiences. On the condition of anonymity and with their permission, these accounts are being retold by me to you. The Campfire David was 13 years old when he went to camp with school in Year 8. They had trekked across bushland to a campsite near a river in the hills. On arriving at the campsite, David says he felt a strange feeling in the air, but he dismissed it thinking it was just because of the remoteness of the location. On the first night there, David was uneasy and had trouble getting to sleep. Eventually he started to fall asleep, and he had a vision. He saw it in his mind as if it were a dream. He saw a frightening sight of a dark-skinned man staring at him. Strangely though, the man didn't look Aboriginal, he looked African in appearance. The man stared at David, and his eyes had slits like the eyes of a cat glaring at him. It was not a still image though, this man was not just staring at David, he was watching David. He was breathing as David saw him, and he glared eerily seeing David. David said that whatever this man was, it was seeing him. It scared the hell out of him and he jumped up wide awake. He couldn't sleep that night at all. On the second night, David and his best friend Eddie were so tired from lack of sleep and the day's activities that they were too tired to participate in any of the songs and jokes that the rest of the class were going to have around the campfire. The campfire site was about 100 metres or so away from the tents. David and Eddie could hear their classmates in the distance, laughing and having fun. They couldn't get to sleep, so they decided that instead of miss out on the fun, that they'd join their classmates. They grabbed their torches and headed out of the tent. Being in the Australian bush with no artificial lighting, the night was pitch black. With torches in hand, they made their way cautiously to where the campfire was. David remembered that he shone his torch on the ground in front of him, and Eddie was so scared of bats for some reason, he was shining his torch into the trees. They looked ahead in the dimness, and then they both froze in fear at what they saw. There was a huge campfire burning maybe a hundred metres or less in front of them, with flames reaching up at least two or three metres. Around it were dark, jagged humanoid figures dancing around the fire. They looked like they were holding hands to form a ring around the fire. Both the friends froze, not believing their eyes, and were overcome with fear. Eddie let out a whispered exclamation as well. The sight lasted for a few seconds and then suddenly stopped. The fire was still there, but the black figures were gone. Instead, they could see more defined figures of people sitting around the campfire with their backs to them. Suddenly, they all turned around to face David and Eddie. As they turned, their faces were pale and illumined almost as if they had torches below their chins. The faces stared blankly at David and Eddie. They both bolted, scared as hell, back to their tent without looking back and ducked into it. Terrified, they hid under the covers and shaking from fear, they both spoke about what they had seen. Both of them confirmed that they had seen the exact same thing. A few minutes later, teachers came to the tent saying they had seen lights or people near the tents and were checking up on them to make sure everything was okay. In the morning, David again stood near the trees where they had been the night before, and he realised that there was no way that they could have seen the actual campfire from there. Their view would have been blocked by the small amenities building to the left. That day they also asked their classmates if everybody had turned around to the tents to look, and every single one of them denied it, saying, 
What are you talking about? The thing on TV. A recently married couple were living with the groom's parents. They had no children yet, and they were focusing on their work careers to save up money to buy a house. To wake them up in the morning, they used a clock radio with a small black and white television that was built into it. They preferred this to an alarm, and it was programmed for the television to turn on instead of the radio. One morning, the television switched on as usual, but with an unusual difference. The wife Carmen was listening to a TV news reporter talking, and heard in a strange voice the presenter say the word "mama," spoken from the TV in an eerie male voice. Shocked, she looked up at the TV screen. The newsreader was staring at her and repeated, "Mama, mama, mama." Count on us. In some cultures, particularly those of the Asian and Indian subcontinent, there are many superstitions and beliefs about the supernatural and actions that people should and should not take in order to avoid angering or invoking the paranormal. This was the case for Angeli, whose family was from that region of the world. She would constantly be told by her mother and her grandmother. That she should not come home too late at night because they believe that spirits follow you home and can live there. Angeli, having been born in Australia, ignored the superstitions and thought that they were just a method of control to stop her from having a good time and enjoying herself. She went out with her friends often, sometimes to the movies or nightclubs, but due to study commitments, never stayed out very late. She recalled that one night in particular, she did come home very late, and then. Recalled the warnings from her family. In her mind, though, nothing had happened. There were no flying pots. There were no opening doors, and no one was hurt. Basically, it just reinforced her belief that her family's silly superstitions were nothing but that—just silly superstitions. However, a few days later, the family were relaxing at home, tidying up, when they thought that they could hear some noise coming from one of the bedrooms. It wasn't the noise of movement; it was something else. They hushed each other, and they all stood around in the living room, listening. They were intent to find out what it was, but they couldn't quite make it out. It was faint at first, but clear enough so that they could make out what was happening. What they could hear was a voice speaking, and it wasn't just speaking random words. It sounded as if it was counting. The family started to freak out. All of their family members were in the one room, and so there should have been no one else in the house. Scared and a little startled, they listened more closely, and they realized that what they could hear was a sound of a little boy's voice counting from one to ten, over and over. This wasn't a one-off event. This actually happened frequently over quite a few weeks, and worried the family very much. They had searched the room for anyone playing a trick on them, or maybe even a child hiding out there, but there was never anyone there. The family never directly blamed Angeli, but Angeli started to feel as if something might have actually followed her home. It happened again and again, with no set times and no set days. The boy could be heard counting from one to ten. One day, Angeli finally got tired of hearing it 
and stood in the doorway of the room where the counting boy could be heard. Soon enough, the voice of the little boy started again, counting one to ten as it had many times before. And as he counted, this time Anjali counted along with him, but she counted loudly. She hoped that by doing this it would suggest to whatever it was that she could hear it and perhaps stop it from doing it again. As she counted loudly with the voice, she noticed that the voice suddenly stopped counting for a few seconds. Anjali listened closely and was then chilled to the core when the voice resumed counting. But this time, the boy could be heard whispering the counting of numbers. One to ten. This phenomenon disappeared after a few weeks and never happened again. There are things that lurk near us in the dark, and the darkness hides them from us. Thanks for joining me, and don't forget to listen in next time for more chilling true tales. If you'd like to subscribe, that would be fantastic, and you won't miss another episode. If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale, so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.